Good morning. Man, that bumper music, that trailer just makes me happy. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, we could just listen to that and go home, I think. That's awesome. Uh, as opposed to our Leviticus trailer, if you guys remember, where it felt like Halloween every single week when I got up here to preach. For those of you who are here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was terrifying. Uh, but I am super pumped. We're in part three of our A Little Bit of Wisdom series. Have you guys enjoyed it so far? Ooh, yeah. All right. Uh, so maybe it'll get better this week. Um, no, I, I'm really excited. Uh, this whole series has been uh, about how in the wisdom literature, it is uh, God saying that I'm going to give you the wisdom. Wisdom is not something for you to take for yourself. It is something that is given to you. And in the book of Proverbs in particular, we have Solomon, uh, who was the wisest man to ever live, according to the Bible, giving wisdom to his son. And a lot of this wisdom came through a life that was uh, very hard-lived, a life where he made a lot of mistakes. Uh, for instance, the guy had 700 wi- or, sorry, 300 wives and 700 concubines. That is something you don't want to do, boys. On this Father's Day, one wife is plenty. And this man had 700 of them, or 1,000 women in total, and, and a lot of mistakes came his way. Uh, not just because of the women, but because of many other things. And he is, <laughs> thank you, uh, uh, he, he, he is giving wisdom to his son, saying, do not take for yourself, but allow God to give you in his wisdom uh, what is right and what is good. And in this series, we have been listening to a variety of voices. Uh, I started the series off, and then last week, Zach Shoemaker preached Uh, his second sermon ever in front of everybody, which was awesome. And this week, we have a guy also preaching his second sermon ever, and that is my friend, Briley Goodwin. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Briley. Briley started coming to our uh, men's DNA groups, and if you're a man, I would love for you to come uh, to one of these. It's my favorite part of what we do. Uh, Sunday is awesome, but I think it's really cool when we get together in community. Uh, And we do these at 5.15 in the morning on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I know you're like, wow, that's early. It's very early. Uh, but people have to go to work. Uh, people don't have like you know jobs where they just talk on Sunday, so they have like actual things they have to get to. That's a joke. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and so we, we do it early, but then we also have one on Thursday night at six o'clock. I'd love for you guys to plug into that because that's actually where Briley started coming. And probably I don't know two or three months ago, I uh, I told Briley you know it's time to get ready because you're about to preach. And we've been working on this sermon together for. Uh, a long time now, and you guys are about to see the fruit of that. So, Briley, if you would come on up here. You guys, yes. This is a very courageous thing to do. It, it, it looks easy to get up here and talk, but it's actually not, because you got a whole bunch of people staring at you, and you guys are not very forgiving. So I want you to be forgiving today. If he says something, and you're like, I think that was a joke, just go, ah! Yeah, okay. And uh, if he says something that's like that, that was maybe a little bit of heresy, but I think it was pretty good. Just say, amen. Can we practice that? Three, two, one. Amen. Yes, I want to hear that. All right, Riley, the microphone is yours, buddy. I'm going to pray for you, and then uh, you jump in. Father, I thank you for uh, my friend Riley. Uh, it has been amazing to watch him grow in this journey uh, to this point. And, uh, Lord, I, I pray uh, that today you would speak through him. I pray that you would move him out of the way. And we would hear your wisdom, because that is what we've all come for. Lord, it is in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Man, I am uh, excited to be here. Uh, Pretty nervous, uh, as, like, I don't know, like, 90% of you guys. And the ones that I do know are very hard critics, Liz. Uh, Where's she at? Yeah, Yeah, she's going to tell me if I do something wrong. So, uh, um, darn it. Um, So, 
man, what better place to get plugged in than this? If you're not plugged in somewhere, I, I love the people at this church. They don't even, a lot of them don't know me, but the ones that I do know, um, they're the same person outside of these four walls that they are inside these four walls. And there's not a lot of churches today that are like that. So that is awesome, you guys. I'm, I'm proud of that. Um, so today we're going to be in a, a Proverbs 4, and we're going to be in 10 through 19. And, and if we would ask ourselves, um, like, like I just said, it's not so much here, but there are a lot of places and a lot of people that I think will agree with this. Sometimes we don't act uh, the same way outside these four walls as we do inside these four walls. You see, there's, we can live two ways of life. We can live a life full of wisdom, uh, like Solomon was trying to tell us to do, or we can live a life um, about us, uh, do what we want to do. Um, and I am guilty of doing what I want to do a lot of times, and I'm trying to, uh, to change that through this season. Um, nobody in here is perfect. I get that. I'm not perfect. Um, so today I'm going to give you two things to do and one thing to eat. I know you guys are like, one thing to eat? Thank goodness, almost lunchtime. Right, that was a joke. You're supposed to laugh. <laughs> so, starting off in, uh, in in Proverbs four, ten. Let's just get straight into the text, and there's gonna I'm gonna interject quite a bit of text um, because it's 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 inspired by Christ. How can it not be right? So, starting off in four, verse ten. Listen, my son, accept my words, and you will live many years. How many dads in here this morning was telling their kids to do something today, and they didn't do it? I did. My kid come and woke me up. And she's like, Dad. I'm like, what? She's like, does this look pretty? I'm like, your mom just told you five minutes ago not to wear that. Why are you asking me? Go change. I am teaching you the way of wisdom. I am guiding you on straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, you will not stumble. So if you're taking notes today, this next part is... is, is is one of uh, the two things that I'm going to tell you to do today. Hold on. We're going to hold on to instruction. Don't let go. Guard it, for it is your life. So if you're taking notes, hold on. What are we holding on to? We're holding on to instruction. We're holding on to the words of this book. Like, um, I know growing up, I knew uh, that I wasn't supposed to, like, step on it, throw it on the wall. You're not supposed to uh, burn it. You're not supposed to do certain things, right? But... Uh, growing up, I also didn't open it, uh, and I think that a lot of us here today probably uh, don't open it as much as we ought to. I know I'm guilty of that myself. So the first thing, hold on. Now we're going to go back to uh, when you walk, your steps will not be hindered. You will not stumble. So uh, your guy, Blake, um, he's, I, think, I think we have something for him. Uh, if you go ahead and put that up. This guy is like, oh my God. yes, <laughs> this is your pastor, right? Yeah. So like a couple weeks ago, he did a sermon where he, had, he like had sunglasses. Here he is when he's like 14, maybe. Oh yeah. This guy is the most unathletic person I have ever met in my life. So it's kind of funny how God works. Blake and I didn't really uh, see eye to eye for a long time. And uh, God was like, ha, watch this. I'm going to put them in apartments next to each other. Yeah. So Blake and I, we're, we're, uh, we've become pretty good friends, and, and, and I'm proud of that. And uh, 
We often go on ice cream dates. Leave it up there, please, as long as the story goes. Don't, don't take it down. Uh, we often go on ice cream dates with, uh, with my wife and, uh, and his wife and our daughter. And um, Blake loves ice cream. He's like running down the stairs, right? Bad thing for Blake to do. Blake is very clumsy. He gets to the, he gets, I remember watching him. He like gets to the edge of the curb and he's going to do one of these hill click things, right? And he f- literally breaks his ankles because he's that unathletic. Like he can't make it like this step right here. Someone needs to hold him because he's probably going to fall. So what I get out of this is, is your steps will not be hindered and, and you will not, you will not stumble, right? So this is a good message for Blake. Uh, he, he needs to, uh, he needs to not be stumbling. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> so, uh, in this, in this whole wisdom thing, so we're talking about wisdom here and, and, and Solomon is, is like putting up, uh, talking down to almost like his son saying, uh, Hey, don't touch the plate. It's hot. Well, what do we do as a kid? We want to grab the plate. So if we would read a little bit earlier in, in Proverbs, um, in actually in three, uh, 10, oh, I'm sorry, hold on. I'm a little lost. Uh, in 3.13 through 18, uh, you would find that happy is a man who finds wisdom and who acquires understanding. For she is more profitable than silver, and her revenue is better than gold. She is more precious than jewels. Nothing you desire can equal her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left, riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant. And all of her paths are peaceful. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her, and those who hold on to her are happy. So, uh, one of the founding steps, I think, that in ascent is is uh, one would be find salvation, the other one would be find peace, right? And I firmly believe that uh, if we do the things, if we listen, and we hold on to uh, uh, what Solomon is telling us to do here, <clears throat> that we would end up finding peace, which leads to a fulfilled life and a long life. Now, uh, a lot of that, I, I think there's a lot of people that uh, when they go on their own path, they, they don't find peace because, oh, it's my way, uh, not Christ's way or, or the way that Solomon is laying out here. So let's carry on. The second thing that I'm going to tell you to do is keep off. Keep off the path of the wicked. We're back in 14. Uh, keep off the path of the wicked. Don't proceed on the way of evil ones. Avoid it. Don't travel on it. Turn away from it and pass it by. I think uh, there's, there's situations and certain people uh, that we need to uh, avoid and turn away from. Uh, and one of the reasons I, I feel that it's so hard is uh, a lot of the times it's the people we're closest to. Um, I know in my life, there's been people in my life that the best thing for me and for them to do is to separate. Maybe not because of, of them, but maybe because of me or vice versa. But there's, there's going to be tons of situations in our lives uh, where we think that we know what's best. And in, in all reality, we need to keep off that path and we need to turn away from it. <clears throat> Carrying on in 16. For they can't sleep unless they have done what is evil. They are robbed of sleep unless they make someone stumble. They eat the bread of wickedness and they drink the wine of violence. So let's, let's, let's go back a step. So uh, my, 
there's some people here that live in the apartments with us, not just Blake and Taylor, but our other neighbors are here. And they're from New York, which yippee yippee, right? Uh, yeah, I knew she was going to respond. So uh, we, had this, we had this IEA guy, uh, and I hope that, I really hope he's not listening to this because uh, I feel very condemned for what I've done to him. Um, he, he, he moved here from like New York or Ohio or something doing the, uh, the wind turbine plant. And I'm just going to confess to you guys what I did because that's, that's good for the heart. Um, I had this parking spot, right? My parking spot. Not anybody else's parking spot. I parked in this spot for two years. Uh, and so this, this guy, he, he kind of thought, I, well, at least I kind of thought he thought he was a hot shot. Uh, in my book, he wasn't. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm sure that he's a really nice guy. Uh, but, but he, I parked in this spot because my truck is, is my work truck is really big and, uh, and it's just easier for me to get in and out of this spot, right? Uh, like it's your house. You probably park in the left garage door because it's easier for you to get in and out than it is the right garage door. I'm sure that you guys have been in a situation like this. So he parks in my spot and I'm like, all right. So I find a different spot and I'm angry about it. Like something dumb to be angry about. Super, super, super dumb to be angry about this. And um, I let it go and this happens again like two weeks later. And I'm like, this guy, does he not know who I am? Like, that's my parking spot. That is not his parking spot. I pay the rent here. That's my parking spot. He pays the same rent I pay. So uh, I'm thinking my wheels are turning, and I thought uh, I did this to my uncle one time, and I'm not very proud of it either, but <clears throat> someone, probably one of my cousins, taught me that if you take a small rock and you put it in the valve stem cap of a tire, you will flatten the tires. So uh, me being the... Uh, the not very good person that I am, uh, I found a rock, and I put it in the valve stem cap, and I put it, put the valve stem cap back on his tire, and I, and I walk it away, and I'm like, I can hear this, and I'm like, yes, it's like, shh. <laughs> I'm like, yep, he's gonna learn. I get, I get upstairs, and uh, and my wife, she's asking, what'd you do? And she's like, high five, and she's like, thank God, you finally did something. I'm just kidding, she didn't do that. <laughs> but, uh, Anyways, God really, uh, he really worked on my heart. He convicted me of something that I had done to somebody else. You see, uh, in Proverbs 3, 29, we would, we would learn that it says, Don't plan any harm against your neighbor, for he trusts you and lives near you. What did I just do? I played harm on my neighbor. Someone that lives near me, someone that trusts me, someone uh, uh, that, that didn't deserve what I'd done to them. And I keep thinking about this. Like, I can't sleep tonight. I, I, can't, I cannot do this tonight. Say, I. So uh, the Lord convicted me. I walked back downstairs. I took the rock out of his tire. Uh, got back upstairs. My wife was mad at me because I didn't leave it in. Um, but I could live with myself. You know, his tire was half flat. He could make it to work. No big deal. Uh, but if I would have been the Christian that uh, Solomon would call, have called me to be, I would have probably aired his tire back up because I literally have the equipment there to do it with, but I left him hanging. See, um, God really, really worked on my heart there. But about a month later, I found myself doing the same thing. He parked my spot again. So we're at Blake and Taylor's house, and these are the kind of people that we all need to be surrounded with, good Christian people uh, that act the same way inside these four walls as they do outside. Um, 
So we're at their house, and I'm telling them, like, this guy parked in my spot again. I'm tired of it. I'm emailing their company. So I'm set, I remember sitting at their bar, and uh, I'm typing out this email, telling them how worthless they are, because I'm really good at telling people that for some reason. And, uh, and Blake's like, no, it's, it's fine. Just don't do that. And Taylor, I remember, she's, like, getting on to me. Like, no, you're not doing that. And Blake's like, just, just calm down. It's... The Lord is fixing to convict him. Just watch. Now, I don't know how he knew, but uh, I went to send the email. And, like, the most disappointing thing I've ever seen on my phone was, sorry, we're having problems. Your email can't be sent. I'm like, golly. You just, you just convicted me of something uh, that so small. But yet, had I done what I did to him, he might not have a job. might not be able to provide for his family. Um, I, I just... God is going to convict you. Like, I remember growing up, my grandma, she, she, uh, has anybody ever been backhanded by their grandma? Yeah. Okay. You guys are, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Has a big diamond ring on her finger. Yeah. Driving through town. My grandma has always had really nice cars and, uh, and I don't know why. See, I was acting this, this one way that I shouldn't have been acting around my grandma that I usually didn't act. And, uh, needless to say, her, uh, her. I remember. I remember driving. She, she was driving, and I'm in the passenger seat, running my mouth like I, like I always had done. Uh, but I learned that day not to run my mouth. Uh, she slammed on the brakes, and her hand come like this, and my face went forward, and that diamond ring met me somewhere right in here. Uh, I don't remember what happened after that because it was like 30 minutes later before I woke up. Uh, but you want to talk about the ultimate backhand of Christ? That was like. When, when that email didn't send or, or when I walked upstairs and I was convicted, I felt like I'd got backhanded. No, you're not going to do that. Settle down. Like we spank our kids often to teach them a lesson. Christ was teaching me a lesson. If you would read in, uh, in Proverbs 3 uh, a little bit farther on, you would find that the, Lord curse, the Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. He mocks those who mock, but gives grace to the humble, the wise will inherit honor, and he holds up fools to dishonor. He held me up. He showed me what I'd done was wrong, uh, and thank goodness the guy moved out because I'd probably done it again. Um, but he, he, he was teaching me a lesson, and still I, I wasn't understanding what he was teaching me. If we carry on in, in verse 17, uh, chapter 4, verse 17, you're about to, to get the one, you know you've been wondering what the one thing to eat is. In chapter in seventeen it says they eat the bread of the wickedness. Sorry, they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. And this got me thinking. Uh, as as Christians, when we when we come to faith, we we partake in, in communion uh, oftentimes, and and what we're doing there is uh, is eating the bread and drinking the wine. Um, and and in Matthew we would find. And in twenty six twenty six, this is this is the Lord's last supper. Uh, as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, gave it to the disciples, and said, "Take and eat. This is my body." Then he took a cup and gave, took a sorry, took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, "Drink from it, all of you." For this is my blood of the covenant, 
which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. For the forgiveness of sins. I had sinned against my neighbor, and, 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 and Christ is so uh, gracious that he would forgive what I had done to my neighbor. And I think a lot of us here today, uh, or some of you are feeling convicted about something that maybe you've done to your neighbor. Or maybe, maybe you haven't done to your neighbor, but maybe the way that you act. Um, I know that, you know, I keep, I keep saying uh, I act one way here and act another way here. Uh, I, I really think that Christ would want us to act the same way all the time. Um, not be fake, but be real. Not be, um, I guess, uh, my thing would be let's let's not let's not go out and and party on Saturday night and come and act like we're we're all great Christians on Sunday morning. And I'm guilty of it too. <clears throat> In eighteen, uh, Solomon would go on to say, "The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, shining brighter." And brighter until midday. But the way of the wicked is like the darkest gloom. They don't know what makes them stumble. Would, could the band come up, please? Uh, yeah, thank you. I never got to do this. We don't have a band. We, we are the band. Um, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. If we would look in John, uh, we would find that um, that very light is Jesus Christ. That very light um, that can give wisdom. That very light that can save us from our past. That very light um, that gives everything. That gives life. I would ask that we would deep. We would eat deeply of God's grace. That we would move on and that we would be how Christ would want our actions to be. You see, it's Christ's wisdom. It's not our wisdom. What we think um, is right, Christ will come back and say, no, this is right. We often don't open this book enough and live in this book. Like this is, this is, this is life. If you want an instruction manual on life, this is it. If you want to be stumbling around like Blake, do your own thing. Amen. I, I, I don't. I just I don't want uh, you to miss what Christ has for you because of your own selfish desire, because you think that um, that you have it perfect. When in all reality, none of us do. I don't have it. Blake doesn't have it. Wendy, as perfect as Grandma Wendy is. She needs Jesus too. So I would ask you this morning, do you want to stumble around like Blake your whole life? Or do you want a solid foundation that Christ lays out here for us? And it's really easy. Uh, Blake painted this beautiful picture a couple Sundays ago of he felt like the church was a wet slab of concrete. And we all had our hands in it. Everybody that has helped the church, has been here, has their hands in it. I want to think that heaven looks like that, and I want your handprint in that. I want you so badly to be there when we're there and have your handprint in Christ's foundation. Lord, thank you so much for who you are, for what you've done for us. 
for the foundation that you laid that you lay out for us, Christ. I would pray that uh, if there's somebody here this morning that that is saying, you know what, he's right. I don't live my life the way that I'm supposed to, the, the way that I know that Christ has called me to live my life. I would, I would, I would just, I just want you to get plugged in somewhere. Come talk to us. We don't care if it's here, whether it's somewhere else. We just want you to get plugged in so badly. Christ, thank you for for all that you've done for us. Thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Making sure I don't stumble. That would be very bad timing. Thank you, Riley. Uh, I've never felt so encouraged and insulted at the same time. I... uh, Really, I really appreciate Riley preaching, and as he was preaching, uh, I just, uh, I love that reminder, uh, and I, I love that about our church, too, how it, we act the same way here as we do out there, and out there the same way we do in here. I think that's, that's a word we would call authentic. You know, you, you don't want to be transparent. Transparent is see-through. Nobody wants to see that, but you want to be authentic, really who you are, and I love that about that church, and about this church, and here's why I think that's true. And again, I'm not preaching. Last week, you're like, you said you weren't going to preach, and you preach. I'm not preaching. But uh, I'm just talking for a long time. No, uh, I, what I love about this church is because, and I believe that that's true about us, is because we truly believe that what Christ did on the cross counted for us. That when Romans says there is no condemnation because Christ Jesus came and lived the righteous life we couldn't live, poured out his blood on Calvary for us and rose again, and he said, it is finished. This church really believes it was finished. We don't have to guilt and shame ourselves. We don't have to be anybody except for who we are because of what Christ has done on our behalf. And I never want us to forget that, church family. Now, uh, before you go, I hope that you'll grab a treat on the way out. We have uh, something to honor dads. And since none of us would be here without dads, we can all celebrate together and uh, partake in this. It's not communion, but it is a wonderful treat. And I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger until you get out there and you see what it is. Now, with that said, uh, we have to say what we say every week, remind ourselves uh, as we go out on Sunday, on Monday, who we're going to be. Well, we are ascent people. Serving people. Yes, we'll see you next week.